0: Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Taking care in business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.
1: Hey, Vicki. Hey, Kathy. What's going on? Hey, not a whole lot. Um, did Grace leave yet? On on the Woof trip? Yeah. yeah. What
2: what is Woof again?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a good question. I I didn't know what it was until she um, she discovered it. It's, right. Woof stands for. Okay, let me get this right. It's Woof. We're, yeah, Worldwide Organization of Organic Farming. So okay. W W O O F Woof, and. It's so cool. They have these places all over the world where you can, in exchange for room and board, farm for them. And farming hmm. is a loose term. I mean, so, you know, she's in the... Like milking cows or... Yeah, it could be that or okay. planting an organic garden or making a compost or... she's She thought she was going to be blazing trails because um, okay. she's in the Puerto Rican rainforest. Um, so she's helping... Um, create dip pools dipping pools okay. and so um and I'm going out there to check it out with her because she wants to do it all all summer are you gonna are you gonna farm um I am gonna farm will you take pictures I will take pictures and I will <laughs> post them on our Instagram so everybody follow us on our Instagram awesome taking care in biz but um yes and they have become definitely an aspirational guest I just I find it to be just fascinating. It's like the Peace Corps or something, yes. only it's not, you know? And so, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, so I am really pleased to welcome our next
2: guest, Kate Holby of Ajiri Tea. Kate is the co founder of Aj- Ajiri Tea Company and um, its related nonprofit, Ajiri Foundation. Ajiri was started with the social mission of creating employment for women in Western Kenya and of providing education for orphans through the sale of Ajiri tea. They hope to create a sustainable cycle of community uh, employment and education. And I had the opportunity to meet Kate a while back at Newman's Own. Um, Ajiri is part of the 100%er movement and Kate has a great story. Kate and Ajiri have been in business for about 10 years and have had their social mission front and center from their inception. I know our listeners and you will enjoy learning more about Kate Ajiri and their impact. Welcome, Kate. Wonderful.
3: Hi, thanks for having me.
2: So tell us a little bit, Kate, about how you founded this company. What was the idea?
3: Yeah, so the the primary idea was to really leverage um, the opportunities, I guess, and access to markets here in the U.S. um, and share that with communities in Kenya that um, my sister had been working with so in 2008 um, the global financial crisis caused a lot of western donors to pull their funding um, from NGOs all around the world and in Kenya where Sarah um, my sister had been working Um, and so seeing this complete lack of sustainability we thought of creating a company that could create employment Um, And so we looked to creating employment for women, as women tend to reinvest 90% of their earnings back into their families and communities. Um, And we looked around this area of Kenya, and there was a lot of wonderful tea. Um, And so we thought of employing the women to make the packaging. So we employed 60 women to handcraft all the packaging for our tea and coffee boxes by hand using dried bark from banana trees. Um, And then we asked the communities in Kenya, so the tea farmers and women we were working with, where they thought the profits should go. Um, And they all said to Orphan Education. So uh, since 2009, when we started, we've been sponsoring orphans in school.
1: Maybe this is a dumb question, but is, is the tea from Kenya, too?
3: Yeah, so the tea is all grown on small-scale farms in that same region of Kenya. So it's all grown on a quarter acre to two acres of land. Um, So we buy it from a cooperative of small-scale farmers.
2: So how did your sister entice you to get involved with this?
3: Yeah, well, so (laughs) I was visiting her in Kenya. I was still in college, a a freshman in college, um, for about six weeks, um, kind of right when the NGO collapsed that she was volunteering for. Um, and so, yeah, this idea just kind of came about. I mean, we were taking motorbikes through beautiful tea farms and, and thought, why not? As all great ideas happen (laughs) with why not? (laughs) Um, yeah. And so here we are 10 years later making, um, slow progress, but, you know, little by little, a little becomes a lot and we have had about 60 kids go through our program, um, Nearly all of them have gone into some level of higher education. Yeah, and we have 60 women working. That's
1: incredible. So 60 employees, basically, Mm -hmm. that live in Kenya and do the packaging. And then how many um, do you have team members? Because you you are in the U.S., right?
3: So, yeah, I'm in the U.S. um, trying to sell our tea here. Um, And we have two full-time social workers in Kenya who are so completely invested in our students. Um, We do everything from buying all their school shopping, so shoes every year, kids' feet grow rather fast, um, uniforms, books, mattresses, Um, the older kids go to boarding schools, and then we do a lot of hands-on mentoring Um, with them. We take them to the Capitol, kind of on a take-your-daughter-to-work-style trip every couple years. um, We just had a sex education camp. Um, we're doing a computer camp, um, coding camp in a couple months. So yeah, we do a lot more than uh, paying school fees.
1: Your sister works with you full time now, then on this company.
3: Yep, yep. So we kind of have our our division of labors. I'm I'm more marketing and sales, and Sarah really deals a lot with the Kenyan programming.
2: So how how is the business? How are sales? And and um, how attractive is the mission? I know the packaging is absolutely beautiful but the mission to your consumers?
3: So I think that when we started almost 10 years ago, there's been a real shift in thinking. Um, maybe this is more millennials kind of coming in age and having more purchasing power, but um, I find that consumers really want to know what's behind your,
1: mm-hmm. your
3: product. It's not just enough now to have a tea on a shelf, right? Um, they want to know if it's being... Sourced fairly. They want to know where the profits are going back. Um, and so I think that we touch on a lot of those consumer questions. Um, and so, yeah, year after year, we're seeing great growth. I think we've been growing on average about 20% a year, which is not saying much when you start from nothing. But um, yeah, we've been slowly growing. Um, and we find it's a mix of online sales or so direct to consumer larger grocery stores and then really our our bread and butter kind of the keystone of our business are small independent stores all throughout the u.s
1: you kathy you meet you met so many people at newman's own yeah um i just find it, it wild that you gathered there you met all these people what have you each taken from that time that you spent with newman's own what did you learn from each other you're not supposed to ask me questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's got me on the hook now. Well, I'll, I'll start, Kate, so you can, you can gather mm-hmm. your thoughts, as you will. Um, well, this was the first time that I had gotten together with the group, so um, I was sort of the newbie. Okay. I, you know, I was a so new, Kate, new person. So, Kate, you've
1: been there before. Um,
3: I had only met with Newman Phone. Okay, um, so
2: not with the bigger group, but yeah, yeah just so a not with the side. bigger. Yeah. Okay. So Kate and I were kind of, I guess, both sort of new. Okay. Um, I guess my impression was this whole hundred percenter movement is so relatively new. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like we would really be uh, very behind the curve. And certainly, you know, we have a lot to learn, but there's just not a whole lot of longevity there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I think that 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 was sort of a interesting takeaway for me. I thought, oh, my gosh, we'll be so far behind and, and everything. Um, I also felt felt like the group really learned from each other a lot. Um, you know, so many lessons that other people had learned, kind of similar to WPO, like that peer group about mm-hmm. really sharing some information about, you know, um, best practices and whatnot, I thought was really interesting. Right, face
1: the same <laughs> yeah. s- different situations that you... Not everybody would understand
2: how to talk them through. Exactly. Or um, things, I guess from my perspective, things to anticipate, right, since it's kind of a new thing for me. What about you, Kate? Yeah,
3: I think that um, kind of what struck me most about that whole 100% movement is that you can be as established as Newman's own. And in all of these stores, or you can be like us, right? We're like a -a two-and-a-half-person company. And you really have to be fueled by passion.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: you know, your mission has to be front and center, and that has to be driving you. Along with bottom line sales, so you still have to operate like a business, but I found that everyone around the table was so motivated by passion. And, and bottom line sales are, are, of course, part of that. I mean, that's what keeps us all going. But I think I was really struck by how energized people were about what they were doing you know you don't get that same kind of energy when talking to other companies
1: it, well everybody has their own you know charity that they're giving to or their own reason mm-hmm. that they're a hundred percenter and so you would i can imagine that there'd be a lot of energy in the room belief in what it is that you're working for you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely. exactly
3: and i i really liked how newman's own kind of translated that that same kind of energy to their employees, who, if I'm, you know, you mm-hmm. can correct me if I'm wrong, let their employees choose charities to donate money to as well. So it's kind of a a very collaborative mission. And that's interesting. And it too. keeps employees engaged.
2: Yeah, we've talked to a couple other companies who have sort of their, you know, corporate corporate giving or their, you know, social enterprise giving, and then they mm-hmm. they invite um, employees to also um, make donations at their choosing so that mm-hmm. it is sort of I think somebody described it as mm-hmm. a ripple you know in a pond and and that it, it grows which is very very cool um, mm-hmm.
3: and not unlike I mean I know we're doing it on a very small scale but I think that's also what kind of drives our employees in Kenya is that you know they are the ones oftentimes to select an orphan from their community and, and they can really see firsthand where their hard work is going So it's not multiple charities. It's just one student. um, They get a say in where the money goes, where our profits go.
2: Kate, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you guys have as a Jiri T?
3: Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So many. (laughs) Um, I would say our biggest challenge is really finding a way to tell our story. Mm. Um, There's a lot of parts to it, right? So we're employing women. We are sending the profits back to pay school fees for orphans. We're, sp- we're sourcing the tea from small-scale farms, trying to support small-scale farmers. And then we're, you know, all run – we're a women-run organization. So there's just a lot of, lot of elements to that story. And I think finding a way to tell it succinctly and, and also, um, you know, over and over again can be really challenging and I think that's probably a marketing challenge if we were mm-hmm. to box it in. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's probably relaying our story can can be hard for us.
2: And do people, do you find that um, because you are an international cause or something that is in Africa, do you think that, that that's harder for people to relate to? Or um, is that appealing? Or, or what's your thought on
3: that? Yeah, I think that it's, it is appealing. I think that it can be very challenging because I don't look at what we're doing as helping people, Mm -hmm. right? I I don't think of ourselves as these white saviors. I think of it as an incredible collaborative project, right? Mm -hmm. These women do not need empowering. They need access to markets Mm -hmm. and they have the power within themselves to change their, their lives. And so how we talk about it and how consumers connect with it, that there is there is this kind of disconnect um, because we don't want to be seen as a charity. We want to be seen as a, as a sustainable business,
1: mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Where did Ajiri come from?
3: Yeah, so that is a um, variation of a Swahili word, Jiri, which means to employ in Swahili. Ah. Yeah.
1: Okay. that's I, I wondered that. I remember us talking about that before, but... Now I re- I remember about that.
2: <laughs> so, Kate, what advice would you give to another company that was maybe interested in developing a social enterprise or growing a social enterprise or even investigating one?
3: Yeah, I think that, you know, when we use the term corporate and social responsibility, we think of something really big, mm-hmm. right, like... um and it's it's not i mean if you look around i know that we were really inspired also by these small mom and pop stores that we grew up around right they're giving money to a pto they're giving they're raising funds for a family in need like social responsibility i think has been part of you know american culture for a while
2: yeah a long time it's,
3: it's not a it's not a new thing um so it doesn't have to seem so big
0: mm-hmm. right yep. i mean
3: we broke it up into a lot of small pieces when we started. So here we have the tea, and we had the women, and then we had the kids. So it was really broken up into separate pieces. Um, But I think in more of a tangible piece of advice, um, you tell your own story best, right? So getting in front of people is so, so valuable, whether that's us standing at Whole Foods for four hours, talking to people's ear off about a Jiri tea Um, are us going to trade shows or craft fairs I mean that is really where we're connecting with people much more so than posting an Instagram post or a Facebook post I mean those are momentary but having those conversations face-to-face with people really goes a long way
2: no I agree with you that's a lot it's a lot of time Mm -hmm. right that takes a lot of time to do but it it is so important a lot of time and and people are very jazzed to meet like hey this is the founder of the company and Mm -hmm. you know I talked to her and all of that so I think that that's interesting Mm -hmm. here's kind of a a curious question for you Um, do you guys ever do anything where you interact with the actual women like in from a marketing perspective
3: from a marketing perspective yeah like
1: talk about someone's story like, this is a worker. Yeah. Here's the impact we had on this um, particular person over the past yeah, so 10 we years. we have we've... some
3: features. Um, there is one feature of our woman um, named Dorothy on our website. Um, a lot of the time we feel of just, again, um, this is us perhaps reading so much into it, but we are a little bit cautious when mm-hmm. it comes to telling stories of our kids and of our women. Sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I feel like it's perhaps not our story to tell. Right. Right. So this woman's hardship yeah, and, and her triumph, you know, is not exactly our story to tell, though it creates really compelling marketing material. We still feel a bit uneasy sharing that.
2: No, I totally um, agree.
3: You know, because these women are widows, you know, they themselves might um, be HIV positive and and for us, those feel like very personal details. Um, and I don't think our, you know, our women don't um, have access to the internet in the same ways that we do.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so making them kind of totally aware of where that information is going can be hard to get a full um, take on consent there.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's kind of back to what you said your challenge was. I think that is sort of the challenging thing, right? Mm-hmm. You want to it's not hanging somebody out there and yet how do you really talk about the impact in a way that has some integrity and yet um, people are able to experience the impact? I'm not sure that anybody really has that down yet, but it's, it's sort of an interesting question.
3: Although I do know some of our Ageri graduates who are now in university who really have a handle on social media Mm. and follow us on Facebook or Instagram they will propose stories of themselves or comment um, on our Instagram posts, how a T has helped them. And those are the most valuable stories, right? Um, if you look at some of our past Instagram posts, um, some of our students are, will write, you know, a has gotten me to where I am. And, and, and those, are, those are really valuable because so- we're not the ones.
1: Tell our listeners where they can purchase Jiri. Um, we have national listeners, so uh, keep that in mind.
3: Yeah, so we really urge you to to purchase directly. Um, so that would be through our website um, at jirit. Um, yeah, and then on our website there is a store locator that lists oh, those small um, independent stores. Okay. as well
1: so you can put it in by state and it'll tell you mm-hmm. okay gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. yeah and then where um, tell your website domain and um, social media that you um, are on
3: yeah so it's ajiri.com that's a-j-i-r-i um, and then our web our social media um, handles are T and T. very easy there's not too many Ts out there
2: well, Kate, it was so nice to talk to you again. Keep up the great work. We're excited to see what the the year has to bring for you and Ajiri. And
3: um, yeah, thank you both. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's really nice to connect people who get what you're doing. So and so totally get what you're doing, right down to the down to the shipping and logistics, right up to <laughs>
1: exactly,
3: <laughs> your
2: exactly. Mission. Yes. All right. Well, we'll talk yeah. soon, my friend.
1: All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Soce, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on
2: Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at com.
1: Thank you for joining us today and until next time, take Take care care in in business. Business.
0: Taking care in business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc. Helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.